Woohoo! We did it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the newest episode of You Gotta Call Your Mom podcast. We finish it. We finish the divorce talk from my mom's perspective and uh, not not to say rehash, but recap some things. Talk about death. Talk about burials. Talk about philosophy on what you want after after you've passed and that segued oh so nicely as I absolutely drove uh, drove it into the ground into when my dad passed and what that was like what we experienced and just generally kind of getting on the same page uh, the, on the fact that this is the first time my mom and I have talked about their divorce you know over a decade later good freaking stuff thank you for subscribing like share give it to someone who uh who you think might like it let's go Right on. A little late evening podcast for you tonight, isn't it? Just a little bit. Got to fit it in the schedule wherever we can. We're, we're, we are dedicated, folks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is for sure. The only thing I haven't entertained yet is like a super early podcast, uh, or I guess even any early podcast uh, during the work week. I haven't done that yet. I haven't no. had to do that yet. No, we haven't. It'd Might be have to give that a you. shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm up pretty early anyway. Yeah, you were up early this morning. I'm up early usually all mornings. I just feel better getting up early. Ugh, I'd rather stay up late. I mean, I I, I like staying up late too, but I just yeah, I, I I do like I do like a good morning. Who doesn't like a good morning? Did Dad? What? I don't know if I've ever even thought about that until just this very moment. Would you? classify him as a morning person i mean he kind of had to but yeah i don't think he ever really slept in ever really <laughs> never not once ever well i mean <laughs> you know maybe to like eight or so like during the winter when we had nothing going on but yeah that's super uh, late that was super late <laughs> yeah but he was never like a five o'clock rice or nothing but probably around six ish most times yeah yeah when i get into the habit of waking up at five and getting going at five i i generally am, am pretty good I, I generally am man there's some mornings i don't get up till like quarter till seven <laughs> just enough time <laughs> to put your clothes on brush your teeth and hit out the door pretty much yeah I hate those mornings. They're the worst. <laughs> no, they're not. How are those not the worst mornings? You feel so rushed. Uh, I got it pretty well planned out. I have my coffee going. You know, I'll, I'll, most of the time I even get a shower in in that well, 45 how, minutes. What, what is the absolute minimum time you need to be able to wake up and get to work when you need I to? Ate. Yeah, whenever. Like when when do you need to actually get out of bed? When when do your feet need to touch the floor for the first time in the morning for you to do that? I would say the very latest would probably be like ten till seven. So you'd need seventy minutes. Well, no, it takes me 20 minutes to drive to work. So I know. I leave. Yeah, I you got to count that in there. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, because if I leave here by 7.35, 7.40, I get there at 8-ish. Yeah. But for me to physically do what I have to do here in the house, it doesn't take me very long. I mean... I don't wear any makeup, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, oh, natural, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. I do very little to my hair. Um, yeah, probably the most 
it takes me is to figure out what I'm going to wear and make coffee. You don't plan that out the night before? No, I try, but no. Because what I think I might wear, you know, when I think about it at nighttime, it's usually not what I want to wear in the morning. Huh. I guess that must be uh, another benefit of being a uh, being a dude. A dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I have the, uh, I got my, my pants and my shirt hanging up right now. Jesus. Easy. It's easy. <laughs> Uh, not me. I have no clue what I'm wearing tomorrow, except for I'm going to take a pair of jeans and a t-shirt to change in after work. My jeans are in the washer right now, so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and a gal from work are going to go to the Orpheum tomorrow night. Nice. What are you going to go see? We're going to see a film. It's called Mo- something Monterey. It is a 19, I think, 70s uh, music film. Music film? Like a musical? No, 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 no. Let me pull it up here and I'll tell you. Monterey Pop. So what is a music film? I'm curious. You bring up that you use the term music film. I don't know if I've ever heard those words together in that way before. So I've got questions. I think that's only natural. Oh, okay. I have my glasses on, but this is what it says. On a beautiful June June weekend in 1967, at the height of the summer of love, the first and only Monterey International Pop Festival roared forward, capturing a decade, a decade spirit and ushering in a new era of rock and roll. Monterey would launch the careers up. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Otis Redding, but they were just a few among a wildly diverse cast that included Simon and Garfunkel, the Mamas and Papas, the Who, the Birds, Hugh Mesquita, I don't know who that is. So it's it's kind of like, it, it was like uh, the first Woodstock yeah wow powerful yeah so obviously it's um they had you know they took film of it so back in the day 1967 interesting yeah i've seen no idea no i didn't know anything about it until i was looking through that the their website I've seen film of um, Woodstock. Uh huh. But so I think it'll be very interesting. And she's a young girl. She's younger than you. She's younger than Sarah. But she loves classic rock and old rock and roll stuff. It does get, uh, I mean, not necessarily appealing with age. I mean, that's just in my case. But I have come to further appreciate an electric guitar now more than I ever have before not that I ever disliked it but I have yeah it's it's it it, it is it, it's something about it that calls me back and I'm like you know what that's pretty righteous <laughs> and there's some incredible guitar players out uh right now and uh, the only one i can really think of in this exact moment is like gary clark jr uh, he's just uh yeah he's he's like the second coming to hendrix and uh, really no one, yeah no one would really dispute that yeah never heard of him i'm gonna have to send you some links because yeah yeah the, from what i've heard people say similar things about gary that they said about jimmy is that you can hand him a hand him a guitar and he will do things with it that you that no one else yeah. can do. Yeah, exactly. And you just know a Gary Clark Jr. song by the guitar. How and funny! The per- yeah, and like you just know. It. And and I and I've listened to a lot of his music, and I'm I'm on that I'm on that train for yeah. sure. Yeah, you, like, you, can just, you can just hear it. Like, 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 oh, oh, it's Gary. It's, it's Gary's song. Turn it up, please. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope. Exactly. On some of my runs, I've been, uh, I've, I, you know, I try to listen to pretty aggressive music while I when I when I'm uh, out on a run, and I 
have it also, it, it, I have these weird, not necessarily requirements, but like really strong preferences. It needs to be aggressive. It needs to be fast paced, and also it has to be brand fucking new. I can't listen. <laughs> I can't work out to music that I've heard before. I really can't. Really? I really can't. No, no. I'm gonna go for a run later tonight, and I'm gonna test it out. There's, I know there's an album that I picked out that I haven't listened to in its entirety since I was 14. I know that for a fact. I have very vivid memories of listening to this specific CD on the bus going to and from school as a freshman in high school. What yeah. what is it? Um see now there you go and you went and asked so now you have to hear. So just remember you don't Damn ask it. questions you don't Damn know it. you don't want to know the answers to. Oh <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna like this. Rob Zombie. Oh my god. Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe uh, <sighs> I've gone through his discography on my last—I uh, don't know however many, uh, however many runs, so half a dozen runs. I have come to appreciate Rob Zombie in a way that my 14-year-old would be both surprised and pleased with. <laughs> it's—I—I I got that Hillbilly Deluxe CD. I have no idea how I got it. I don't but know how you it got was, it. <laughs> I, it. It was right before, really, like right before I got into hip hop. I could have easily stuck that stuck it out. I can tell that now that I I could have could have got into. I don't like metal necessarily, but I do like some aggressive rock and roll. Well, I I like uh, like some Black Sabbath and uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, of course. To this day, to this day, when I hear ACDC and Black Sabbath. I think of doing nothing else but lifting weights because that's all they played in high school during weightlifting was ACDC's greatest hits and some Ozzy Osbourne thrown in there for for good measure. That was it. When I hear Back in Black or TNT, I think of working out in the heat at in Hoisington, Kansas. It's just what I think. It's just drilled in. Yeah. When I listen, when I hear ACDC, Back in Black and all this, I... Go back to when Dad and I had the 1967 Fastback Mustang. Because we had the little ADS speakers in the back. And we would listen to to them driving to work in the wintertime. (laughs) With holes in the floorboard. There it is. I was waiting on it. I knew that was coming. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that, I should have asked him if I could take in a picture of it. But, you know, I'm very, very unsure. What? To talk to, you know, strangers. But I was at the quick shop up here at 21st and Oliver probably like a month ago. Yeah. I'm getting gas on a set Saturday. And this dude rolls up in like a 72 or 3 Grand Touring of Sports gold flake metallic. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh. So, you know, I took my time getting my gas and kind of looking over at it, you know. And it was the prettiest car I'd seen in a Why didn't you time. take a picture of it? Well, I think it was kind of weird. I'd have to go and ask him. I'm sure he no, would you wouldn't. have. No, no, you don't. Walker, Walker, I cannot do that. I think that's a violation of people's privacy. If you just start taking pictures of random people. Not him, the car. Well, this isn't a Pixar's movie. The car is not sentient. <laughs> it's just a hunk of metal that's gorgeous. I know, gorgeous. but people can be very... Dumb, I understand that, but you gotta <laughs> wade through that. You do. I get it. I would have took a picture of it. For I sure. know you take pictures of everything. I do not take pictures of everything. Well, it seems I like send it. you a lot of pictures. I do. You send me a lot of pictures. And a lot of it's... pictures of that. Maybe people are in there. Maybe people aren't. Maybe people are doing stuff. Maybe they're not. <laughs> I have a I I have a, a tendency, a proclivity, if you will, to take pictures of the random weirdness <laughs> and absurdity 
that encompasses living in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Seattle. And I do send it to my friends back and you back in in Kansas just to, you know, one, to, you know, it's funny. You know, it's, it's, funny. All, I, it's never with context. It's rarely with context. It's generally just the picture. And sure. just to get you know some, some some reaction, or just you know let people know that uh, you know there's a little there's always there's something else out here you know other than your midwestern milk toast uh, kind of existence. There's some oddity <laughs> out here. There's some there, there's a little bit of weirdness, and and I appreciate it very much. I anytime I can find a person find a white person with dreads, I will send it to a couple of friends because <laughs> it infuriates them. Why? Uh, uh, just because he's a super conservative uh, guy and he just, you know, he's like, damn hippies. You know, it's for fun. Yeah, it's, it's all fun. But if I can do that, sometimes I'll get like a trifecta. If I can get a picture of, this is almost always white dudes. White dudes with long dreads and like wearing something ridiculous while using some ridiculous mode of transportation. <laughs> Uh, electric unicycles are always a favorite. Segways, uh, you know the uh, the 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 bicycle where you aren't sitting, you're like laying down and pedaling. Oh then, yeah, like any sort of absurd mode of transportation, I I will I will I will generally try to fit that in. It's <laughs> a lot of weird stuff out there. There is a lot of weird stuff out there. There really is. That is so true. Don't have that year much. No, or not so much. Or I don't pay attention. I don't see it. No. I figure like it would make the it would it would make the the uh, uh, the the evening news if there was a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, really. Right, and this is not even weird, but I just it strikes me so. They're at the intersection of. Um, armor and the frontage road that goes in front of the bank you know it goes the armor goes to town east mall sure Kel yeah kellogg is you know the overpass and then the underpass you know where you turn by rustyak and all that uh, that area is full of panhandlers virtually on every corner of that intersection and they're all friends, I think. I really think they all are. I think, because you see them talking back and forth and everything. But there's this one young guy. He wears a suit. I mean, he is really dressed nice. He always has a white shirt on. And sometimes he has his jacket off. Sometimes he doesn't. But he has a black jacket. And he wears like, and I'm going to screw it up, but the little Jewish cap. I can't remember what you call it. You know? Yamaka. Yamaka, that's it. <laughs> and he wears I swear that. to God, I hope that's right. I just said Yeah, that. I think it is. That sounds right. <laughs> or you're going to find out. Yeah. There's a... No, I, <laughs> I'm in a Jewish wedding wearing one of them. I should know what they're <laughs> yeah. called. Yeah, Sean will let you know. <laughs> but um, he's been there off and on all summer long. And it just strikes me funny. He is the best dressed panhandler there. Because usually they're really, you know, they have jeans and, you know, tennis shoes and T-shirt and with their backpack and, you know. But it just strikes me kind of funny that he is so clean cut and so nice looking. I, I think you should talk to him. Ugh. You're, well, you're you're clearly interested. You're clearly, I'm clearly you know, interested, but I'm yeah, never. You've got questions, but he is, but he is never on my side because I'm always on the south side of the, and he's on the other. Why? Why you got to take sides? Because <laughs> I got to get to work, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, I mean, I don't know. It's all probably all for show. I'm quite sure. I think you should ask. Inquiring mind like, just wants dude, to know. Dude, why you dress that way? Park your car, walk up, and have a conversation. <laughs> I can never be that bold. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I live know. forever. Yeah, no, you gonna live forever there, mom? Huh? No, I don't <laughs> think so. You gotta do it. No. 
nope, I'm not. I've probably got another 10 years or so. <laughs> Please, you're barely halfway done. <laughs> I don't barely know. Barely over half. Thinking about all the ways to uh, be buried. I watched that this morning in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I went to work, I was five minutes late getting into work because I was watching about being buried. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is something that I think about often. And it just so happens that there was that video posted. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go on to YouTube and search uh, uh, search Vox, V-O-X, uh, burial and it'll pop right up they, i think the title of the uh, youtube video is the you know the the, uh, the the things wrong with the way that we bury people in in the u.s it's way too long but that that, that is the crux of the video and it's fucking fascinating i think about that thing way too much as it is just you know existential dread will will creep in to you know my uh my, my day in somehow some way shape or form but with burials with funerals with cemeteries gravestones i i feel like i i'm just railing against a system that is slowly starting to change towards my perspective and it's kind of interesting Oh, I think it definitely is because, well, all the old folks are dying off that want all this pomp and circumstance and <laughs> you youngins. But I have changed. Oh, I really haven't changed my mind an awful lot. I did want a huge, big headstone at one point, but. You've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe not quite so huge. <laughs> Good <You know>. Lord. <laughs> Not like in a national monument or something, but um this is close. <laughs> State monument. Pretty much. I don't know why. <laughs> no one does. No. I guess because I, I lead such an unassuming life. Just I'm very just plain Janer and you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it kind of made me get a little sad thinking about um, you know how families are all kind of buried within, you know, it's like 10, 15 mile radius, you know, like my grandparents are, my mom, dad will be, Joanne Kinney are going to be literally just like on the other side of mom and dad. I'm actually going to be like in between mom and dad and Joanne Kinney. And be the rebel. No, I, I want to be buried there. Well, I certainly can't talk you out of that if that's what you really no, want. No, that's, yeah. But it certainly don't me, understand it. Uh, going back to your roots, where where else would I go? Here? Shh, no. I, I guess I just don't see. Look, my, my perspective on this, and this is going to drive you nuts, and you're going to drive me nuts, and then mm -hmm. it's fine. It's actually going to be a great segue to the remainder of the podcast. Right. But I don't understand. I think... It is absurd on a level that I have a hard time grappling with mentally that people feel like they have a right to purchase a piece of ground upon which they will rest until the end of civilization. That makes less sense than almost anything else any other concept I have ever been presented with, <laughs> but I, I do not understand it. I didn't buy it. It has been bought for you. No, actually, they were giving them away. You own it. I don't care how you come upon but... <laughs> this. That doesn't matter. That is literally the least important part of my statement. I know. I do not understand it. How selfish. And I don't mean this specifically with you, but just as a concept. How utterly selfish that there is uh, like that that feeling that i must own this square footage of land i don't think that, forever. that's not that's not how i feel I, that is how it appears to me it has nothing to do with owning that plot and it's it's more of a comfort that i'm gonna be with my folks 
actually, which I know is ridiculous because... I mean, as long as you can lead with that, I suppose I don't have much else to add. <laughs> but it's it's just more of a comfort, like just going home. That's kind of how I, I feel. Yeah, but you're dead. I know, but <laughs> I want, you know, a hundred years from now, just like I do when Memorial Weekend and all that, I walk around with Dad and Joanne through the whole cemeteries and we look at old, you know, old headstones and talk about that family and talk about this family. And, and I hope, I hope somebody does that with our little family. I mean, I will. I just won't do it in person. Like, I'll do it in my head because it's kind of the same. You're never going to come back and see me. I didn't say never. Of course not never. (laughs) Of course not never. But it's like I'm on the complete other end of that. I want my body is, is to be donated to the best cause available there's organizations here that i'm signed up for it's like do with my meat wagon as you see fit i care not because i am no more i have gone on to the next plane of of existence if there is one there's not but whatever it is that that's where I am. So I, I, it is, it is, I could literally not care less. And I've made this so well known that Jason, and I talk about it occasionally. I know, but don't you feel, don't you want Jace to have a, a place to go? Absolutely not. No, really? No, I want him. If he wants to think about me and remember me, he just needs to close his eyes. Like, that is it. That is the only, like, that is his <gasps> only requirement. I, he, he he does not need to have a place that he needs to go. There's going to be places that are important to him for me. or the, the, I mean, there, there are going to yeah, be places I, that he will deem important, and he will go there if he chooses to. That so it's not it's not about me then anymore. <laughs> it's not about me. It's about him. And yeah, and especially giving like if if I am fortuitous enough to be able to donate my body uh, to in, in a way that will help other people live, like that is amazing. That I am. That is really freaking cool in my perspective. My eyes, all the all the all, all the organs, whatever you want, the rest of it, uh, scientific research is fine. Like one last, you know, thing that could maybe help someone. I'm not trying to change your mind. That's just my oh, perspective. Oh yeah, you're not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, but you know, the cost is really crazy expensive for burials and. Oh yeah, that's the whole other side of it. it, It's a racket. It is mob shit. I don't want a crazy ass coffin. I just want like a pine box, just and you can get those online. Yeah. What about it? It. it, uh, I have no idea if they're available wherever they're. I guess they wouldn't because you already have that plot, and I doubt they would allow you to do that. But the idea of just natural burial, just a body in the ground. I wondered about that. That's dope. That's cool. But I bet you they wouldn't do that. Of course not. Oh God, no, no, because they've got coffins to sell. It's a business. They've got coffins to sell, embalming fluid to sell. Yeah. It, it's a racket. Rack it. It's crazy. But that's a tremendous segue. <laughs> tremendous. Right. In fact, it's so good, I don't even need to call it out, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to stomp over <laughs> the segue by talking about the segue. And the segue is so strong, it's not even going to matter. All right. This is this is the part three of the trilogy. Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah, I know we're almost I there. Am, I am so over it. <laughs> <laughs> Frodo is climbing the mountain. He's gonna throw the ring in the fire. Uh, yeah, it's the way it is. Just the way it is. So you've had some time to think about what we've talked about, and you've had some time to digest it, get over some anxiety. I'm I'm hoping. I'm guessing. And I, I, I just kind of want your, your thoughts as you have reflected on the events 
that we've talked about that are, you know, almost what, 10 years, 12 years ago. I mean, it spanned quite a, quite a range. As you think about when, from the beginning of our conversation, when things started to get a little rocky in relationship to when they ended and you moved out and that was kind of over in most, in large part, as you've reflected a decade later, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm happy I survived. Um, you know, it wasn't fun, but, and time, you know, that old saying, time heals old wounds or whatever. There, there is some truth to that. Um, but I just, you know, I just want you to know that, you know, dad and I, I think we actually became friends. It took me longer than him. I don't think, I don't think there was any bad feelings as such. I don't know if that's even right, but, um. Um. But it took me a little bit longer, probably, to come around where we could actually talk and without me crying or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But we did become friends and we and we talked quite a bit once we reached that point. So what about you? Did that even make sense? No, I mean that definitely made sense for sure. Um it I learned so much about what was going on because I just flat out didn't know. I mean, it, I the end I knew how the story was gonna end, obviously, so it wasn't like it was a big surprise. Nothing was sh really shocking. I was surprised in the moment hearing it because I didn't know that uh, these things were going on. But, you know, I kind of feel a little guilty that I wasn't tuned in to what was going on. Not that I could have changed something because I honestly believe that I couldn't have. I, yeah. I couldn't have made things any better. I don't, I mean, I probably could have made them worse if I tried, but obviously didn't want to do that. But, <laughs> I guess I th there's still just a uh, a lack of understanding that I'm still searching for as to what was going on in his head when the when he made some of those early decisions and also some of those middle decisions as well, you know, <laughs> where it seemed like ones. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, really all of it. Amen. Because I never I didn't get any answers, mm -hmm. and that's. That's probably what bothered me the most was I never got any answers ever. Yeah. Now, hearsay from other people, you know, supposedly he had said some things, but I don't know. So spin it forward for me. This is how we're gonna wrap up this little this little story. Well, no, go ahead. When you look, I mean, when I look back, it was there wasn't a there's there there isn't a lot of time between when you moved out. Which was when, like, when, when were thing, when was things finalized, and you had your own place, and it felt final to you? I mean, can you put like a time frame on that? Uh, well, I, when I moved into my house in Great Bend, that was yeah. in April of two thousand six. Two thousand six, April two thousand six, and he died in December two thousand and twelve. Yeah, it's a little over four years. I That's know. not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. No. No, no it's really not. No, and I sometimes I do feel a bit of guilt that I moved from Great Bend to here. Because I moved here at the end of 2009. 
Mm-hmm. Just because I just, I just, I felt like I just needed some space. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it was making me a little crazy. You know, I say, yeah, we, we became friends and we, and we were talking and stuff, but it was, it was really hard, especially after, uh, he got remarried. It was just, it was kind of, it was, it was hard, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't like go shopping like because Walmart or Dylan's, I wouldn't do any of my <laughs> shopping, um, on the weekends or during the day. I would usually wait till like nine or 10 o'clock at night to do my grocery shopping. So I wouldn't run into them just, you know, by chance. And that did happen a couple times, you know, I would run into them, you know, like a Orschlands or whatever. And, um, it was hard. It was at the beginning, but I, but I think, I don't know if we would have been able to kind of reach the level that we were at if I'd stayed. Yeah, I think that you needed a real start. Yeah. I mean, I thought that then and I and I still think that now and I know I bring it up every time that this topic comes up, but I remember very specifically telling you that I don't really didn't care where you moved as long as you wanted to move there and yeah. you, and it was your idea and it was your is your your life that you were carving out at the time? Yeah, yeah, because I was not super happy living in Great Bend. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> not at all, and I I just needed a new start. So, but you know, um, yeah, no, I think it all worked out. I definitely become a stronger person. A hundred percent. And I almost kind of like regressed a little bit to how I felt. Um, like in my early teens, late teens, you know, before I got married. Um, because I think I repressed a lot of, a lot of stuff that I enjoyed, like certain music, certain, you know, reading, mm-hmm. um, just little things that when I was finally on my own, it was like, oh, I can listen to this album 10 <laughs> times if I want to, or, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Flexing your, your, your muscles. Yeah. So to speak. Spreading yeah. your wings. Yeah. That's a better turn of phrase there. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, like uh, the, those fringe benefits, they're fringe. They're, there's pros and cons to, to almost every, you know, decision uh, or choice. And, yeah, some of those obviously are not um, top of mind when it's going down. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I never did stop caring about him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely still took for granted that he was going to be there. I know. Like, it was definitely a mindset that I had. Not that I didn't have a conversation because I thought I could have a conversation. uh, I thought because I thought thought I could have it later. That wasn't my explicit thought. It was definitely a feeling. It's like, okay, this is my dad and this is his life now. Okay. You know, it's fine. Like, I'm going to continue to do my own thing. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to manage, you know, how I interact with it. And there it is. And that hindsight being what it is, that was, it wasn't wrong, but more, I should have paid more attention. I just should have paid more attention. Yeah, I should have. More attention to us or to him? More attention to you both, but obviously him. Yeah. Yeah, but you also remember you were a young kid and, you know, you were going to college, you were getting ready to get married. Was I mean, it, you had a lot of stuff going on as well. Was it, so. was, was it, was it, was a, was a child who just happened to be a legal adult? <laughs> yeah. 
Good God. Yeah. Jesus. Babes. So, you know. So stupid. (laughs) And, And I feel bad that he... He left us so stinking early. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because I still, and it's funny, we were talking about, you know, Jace being able to talk to you mm-hmm. after you're gone. I still talk to your dad. <laughs> you know, if I'm bitching <laughs> about you kids or or what Jace did or what Matilda said, you know, or just, you know, I do probably. Quite often, you know, just, hmm. yeah. I don't know if I, I don't necessarily say that I talk to him, but I do think about him like yeah, in, yeah. In, for, over, you know, explicit things, just like yeah. I, I would assume anyone would for a, you know, lose, losing a parent when, when I did. Oh yeah. Well, it was just just this week, and I hate these moments in my <laughs> life. But all these feelings happened like in a nanosecond. I was driving home from work, and my split second was, ah, "I'm going to call mom and tell her about this." Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. then then before the thought even like gets processed, then mm-hmm. my stomach is like. You're going to throw up because guess what? She's not here. Um, And, you know, it's just like, boom, like that. It all happens at once. And it's just like, oh, I hate that feeling. It's it's terrible. And it just cements the fact that you can't die for a long time. (laughs) Because that kind of shit will haunt me. For all uh, for for years. That's what Sarah says, too. Jeez. Yeah. Like, I hope you called the doctor, and I'm calling you out here publicly on the internet for all time, for infinity, for infinity, people are going to be able to say that, yes, I called you out because you said that you're going to make that doctor appointment. Yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think you did. (laughs) Tomorrow. I promise. Okay. Cross my heart. Cross my heart. All All the way. Because <laughs> it's stupid. I was thinking about that. I cross my heart, hope to die. That's a stupid saying. Most sayings are stupid, like that. Those old timey sayings where you don't know where it came from. Yeah, they're, where did they're, they're, come they're, from? They're, they're pretty dumb, most of them. Yeah. Pretty dumb. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be tough on you and Sarah, but it will be. It's nuts. I uh, I don't. I think I may have sent you this uh, this this trailer for a new movie. Did I, have I sent you a trailer for a new movie where John Hamm is, is going to be stars in it? I don't think so. No. Like recently. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm not even going to get into it because it's only relevant if you if you've actually seen it. But I'm going to send that to you. You're going to watch it, and then we can talk about it uh, in the next episode. It uh, speaks directly to this uh, exact topic, and you know, mm. John Hamm is is fantastic. So yeah, he is. He's really good. Yeah, he, he's 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 pretty damn awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, so kind of go back to your dad mm-hmm. and the whole burial and all that stuff since yeah. he was cremated. That doesn't bother you? Any not a bit. That, really? Never, not once ever. No. In fact, I would have preferred there not even be an open casket. Like, I didn't need that part. That, was, that was pretty tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it was. And mm-hmm. I didn't think that was going to happen. But I mean, I didn't either. It was fine, but unexpected. And granted, I don't think either one of us were in a place to like ask that specific question at the time no yeah but yeah it was um i am glad that he got cremated yeah if that was what he really wanted i Uh, presume it was i i presume so i don't know i mean that's not what he wanted when we were married but well i mean after you sell off the farm uh and and move you know 1800 miles away you know situations yeah dictate change yeah um no, I do. I guess it was kind of nice, or I, it was 
she's being respectful to me. You know, it's just, you know, <laughs> she told me I could go in and have some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, afterwards. And, um, I, yeah, I vaguely remember that. I think she offered the same thing to me as well. And it was just, I was so caught up in the emotion of the whole thing. <sighs> the the two-day drive down there, <laughs> Sarah not coming, still upset, you know, all of, all of that stuff. It was, it was just, just, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was, it was, a mess. Mess. It was it an was absolute a mess. mess. Yeah. It was. Um, but I do remember going in there and visiting with him, visiting, I guess what you'd say uh just for tiny bits um yeah that was tough and i thought that the service was nice it was a little weird but it did help with a little bit of closure i guess good good deal but i think what the best part was after the, after the funeral and everything, what we did, you and me and Cassie and Jace, we went to the beach. Yeah. And watched him play. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was really nice. Yeah, it was a good way to, good way to cap that off. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So... I mean, I I don't really think I have any other questions about what happened. Um, I hope that you, I hope that you got maybe a different perspective out of this little exercise and this ongoing uh, uh, project. I'd been wanting to talk about this for a while, but it wasn't important, and suddenly I decided it was important. And, <laughs> and I, no, and I'm glad we did talk because. Honestly, you and I have never really talked about it. Never, not ever. Yeah, never, not ever. Sarah and I, we hash and rehash all the time. Not all the time. But we do talk about your dad all the time. And we do talk about the divorce and, and make fun of certain things. And, um, but yeah, you and I never really talked about it. And I, and I feel guilt after we got back to kansas that yeah i wasn't really there for you what do you <laughs> emotionally mean? emotionally i don't think i don't think i was there for you to help you cope with you know um losing your dad and i i mean i don't really think i've never thought of it in that way at all like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I really don't know what you would have thought that uh, we would have done differently. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. like when. Uh, I think that's just your maternal guilt just coming I think, out. <laughs> I, I think it is. Because when your grandma and granddad Schwartz passed away. I remember when your granddad Schwartz passed away. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. your dad would not talk hardly at all about anything. Just. He kept it all inside, and it was years and years later we would talk a little bit about Granddad, but um, not a lot. So, guys, yeah, just he do was he was he was like my age then. When right now he was yeah, in his thirties. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, because you were in second, second, or third second grade. grade yeah. Second grade. God, that still trips me out that we were the same age when we had kids. God, that's so weird. That is so weird. I, I never Very even thought strange. about that. Never yeah. thought about it till this pot till we did this podcast. Yeah. Not in this specific episode, but the no, thing but in yeah, we talked about earlier. Yeah, it is. It's nuts. Weird. Never so, ever did the math. But yeah, I, I it's probably just my maternal guilt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, it was just one of those things that, you know, I'm not very, I, I try to be more pragmatic more often, and I think I've gotten better at it uh, over the last, you know, year or so, but I I just had to, had to move on, so I just, yeah, moved on. I know, isn't that so weird? It always strikes me so odd, like after the funeral, after somebody's funeral, you know, and you say goodbye to all the family and everything. And then it's just like, well, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to go to work tomorrow. Or yeah, yeah. You know, after mom's funeral, um, Sarah had that music concert, the Christmas concert. Oh yeah. And uh, we went to that. It was just so bizarre, but it was important to go to that for Sarah. You know. You got to get back to normalcy. Yeah. Got to try. But it's, it's so tough. Weird. Yeah. I get it. I do. Let's wrap it up, Mom. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I love you too, honey. Bye. is a killer she might be a thriller but torture is the price you pay she made you out all night and day punch her in the future she'll kick you in the past make you count for minutes this is gonna hurt this is gonna last and all the time I'd white girls sing Call. You better take another